Bonjour. Do I know any more French? Welcome to Potter Who Cast. Uh, avec moi. Uh, et ici, aussi, aussi, et aussi, uh, c'est uh, uh, un, un co-host. Uh, où est tu? I am Mr. Thick Fickety Thick Face from Thick Down Thickania, Michelle Lachand. Oui, oui. Um, Aujourd'hui, uh, c'est un uh, catch, 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 catch uh, episode uh, a Doctor Who, uh, The Girl in the Fireplace, uh, broadcast uh, Le Cis. May 2006. Um, written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Joris Lynn. Talked about them before. Um, the gist, I'm going to start speaking in French now because I don't know any more French. Um, Doctor fights clockwork robots who want man the Pompadour's brain so they can fix their ship, but he defeats them with facts and logic while also briefly falling in love with her before she dies. That's basically what happens. Yeah. Um, good episode. Good episode. Do have to say, out of all of the Stephen Moffat before he was the the actual showrunner, this is probably the weakest. I had a weird turnaround in this one because... Uh, I was watching and I was like, I don't really buy this relationship. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That to me is the reason why I wasn't this strong. And I was like, uh, uh, like thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe that's the point. Um, because it's on the whole of it, it's an episode about how you can't hold on to the doctor because what for him is like a matter of minutes is for you, you know, two years or five years or your whole life. And so like you, you may like, he may think there's a relationship there that he can grasp onto that he seems to want to let grow in this. But for the other side, they, they only get snippets of who he is. They don't see him on a fuller extent. They only see him in, you know, brief moments and then it's, it's over for them. Um, I think it's, I like I I think that like the villain I think in a sense is time, because as saying to Doctor, all these interactions are maybe a matter of minutes or days at the most, whereas for Renette it's like her and like she has like maybe three or four days in her life where she meets the Doctor, yeah, and also because like the clockwork droids are literally clocks that are falling around reminding them like oh. Like their time is running out here. Like we're clicking down to whatever. Um, I do think another big problem is that the clockwork droids are not that great of a villain, but I don't think it really matters in this scenario. Well, because the whole mystery, the whole mystery of the episode is why are these robots after her? You know, that's at least the mystery that's guiding the episode at the beginning. But then they drop it to focus on the doctor's budding romance with 
Madame de Pompadour. And so the problem is that you connect the robot to the first mystery and then you drop it. And so the whole time we're seeing the doctor meet up with Madame de Pompadour and then we cut back to the ship and it's like, all right, there's robots in this one. Let's, uh, okay, okay. Oh, no, we're back to, we're back to the the romance. I almost wish... I almost think they should have done this episode from her perspective. And then I remembered that they did, and it's called The 11th Hour. So um, I was just like, the problem with doing it from the doctor's perspective is that by the end, you need us to buy that Renee has just fallen madly in love with this man that she's seen at best five total days of, you know? I would argue two things. I argue, argue one that at the end of the day the whole thing the mystery is I, I don't know if he intended this to be the way it comes out but to me it's like a whole commentary now on how like it doesn't really matter that they're here for her or whatever at the end of the day the mystery is going to come second to what these people think of the doctor but i also argue that i don't think she actually really like i think it's more like he's into the idea of her than she's in, into the idea of him I think it's more like this guy keeps popped up in her life and there's intrigue there. I don't think it's a full thing of like, this is a relationship that she wanted to pursue. I think it's mostly on him uh, falling for her. I like always like, I think it's a very big, I think it's intended really mostly as foreshadowing for him and Rose at the end of the season. I think that's mostly the the purpose it serves as an episode. Mm -hmm. But I do think that relationship is meant to be intended as like it's him falling into this trap and then he doesn't learn from those mistakes. He just puts them to one side to his detriment. It's also inspired by the time traveler's wife, apparently, which I haven't read and I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I could guess that. And I haven't seen the TV show that Moffat actually ended up uh, creating and writing that shot very recently, um, mm-hmm. which I won't see, but I think it's not going for. Um, but yeah, the clock. Speaking of the clockwork droids, is the idea of um, the the fact that they return because the, the the whole the whole thing was that they were like one of the big because people seem to forget about this in. The span of like 2011 to 2015, uh-huh. there was a big, big thing of like the big speculation was, you know, what villains are coming back? Are uh, the Sea Devils coming back? Are is Omega coming back? Are uh, the Daleks coming back properly this time? Uh, is Davros coming back? Is the are the Weeping Angels coming back? Are Centaurans coming back? That was a whole thing. And the clockwork droids often came up in that conversation for some reason. I, I never understood why, why because they're not they're not like <laughs> they're not the most compelling. And then when the first pictures of Deep Breath came out and you had like the guy would have his face missing, people were like, Oh, are they back? Are they back? And then when it became apparent like they were back, um, it just felt very strange. Like, we'll get we'll get to it in like ten years' time. But it, it just feels very strange that these were the villains that he brought back and then similarly didn't really do much with them 
when they came back, like there's not really much of a purpose to them in deep breath. And similarly, he I absolutely forgot they were in deep breath. When you said deep breath, I was like, huh, are they in deep? And then I remember they are. It's just a strange decision to make, especially with like, because by the time deep breath comes out, it's like eight years. Yeah, it's like eight years since this episode. There's been no mention of them in like expanded media. There's no big finish. There's no, you know, whatever for them. They're just kind of like even the doctors don't remember who they are when 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 that happens in the episode. I don't know. I think as well out of the early, what like four or five episodes of this. What you know, the first four? Because uh, after this, it gets. Better, but I think of the first four um, post regeneration Christmas special episodes, this is Tennant's best work, I think. Um, kind of building on the work he had last week, I think it's where he really, he's really solid in this. Um, he's very fun, he's very kind of whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. There's definitely like um there's definitely something missing to this episode. And I I almost think it's Rose doing something, you know, at the end. Like at the end she's just kinda waiting, you know? And it just kinda shoves her to the side so that the doctor again, I just I just don't buy the romance. Like that's the thing to me. Like the the excuse they come up as to why they couldn't use the TARDIS was bad. Like the doctor knew everything about this woman, but he didn't know he she died at forty three. So it's like, why are you surprised? Didn't you know about this? It just it just all builds up to this like impossible romance that I never fully believed was a romance in the first place. And so to me, it's just like, okay, whatever. Let's see who, who what's the next woman the doctor is gonna fall madly in love with. I mean, yeah, but like, I think there is an aspect like it's commenting on like he's he's go he's getting too easily involved with the people around him. It's going to end in heart in heartbreak because he will live on past them where they die. Um, yeah, I feel like that yeah. connects to what the plot of the whole season is, which is the Doctor getting too comfortable with. The way things work, being like, ah, I'm, I'm the doctor, everything's hunky-dory, you know? Good impression. Which, yeah, which is kind of like what, <laughs> which is kind of like what the, plot, <laughs> what the plot of the season is. Like, that's the whole thing you're trying to say with um, Rose and the doctor, and that's why we had that scene in Tooth and Claw, where she's like, you guys gallivant around in space after seeing all these terrifying things, like, it's nothing. By the way, real quick question. What is Camilla a reference to? Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles, who famously Prince Charles left but Diana for. Played oh. by Academy Award winner uh, Emerald Fennell in The Crown. Television show The Crown. I guess. Okay. It's Absolutely just, it's just, yeah. went over my head. Anyway. But yeah, um... I don't know. I, I think I think it is definitely his weakest um, of that that pre-show runner run. Um, but yeah, it's weird stuff. 
good episode. This one was it the Hugo it won for best dramatic presentation. Oh, this one? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this one the Hugo. I'll have to ch- double check. I can cut that episode. Um, if I don't cut it out, you'll know I was right. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, I do like that Stephen Moffat has this thing where he likes to do where the whole like, if that's a broken clock and it's the only clock in the room, then what's that ticking noise? Like, he do, does that so much. Like, if X is Y and Y is the only X in the room, then why are we hearing this noise? Pretty sure I could do like a compilation just the times he does that. This is a really good bottle episode when you think about it, but it like the, it just takes place in these rooms and in the ship. And the final thing I would like to say is like, is the implication that the doctor stooped Madame de Pompadour? I don't know. Because um, they use the dance thing again. <laughs> I mean, he uses it all the time for uh, Eleven as well. But I... Who, know, who knows what they'd be doing off camera? Well, out of, out of scene. Um... I know, I know. I said I want a doctor that fucks, but I feel like I'm regretting saying that. You should, you should wait for a coward's hotspot for that to happen. And, um, oh god! Yeah. Um, Tardis wiki game. Yeah, Tardis wiki game. Let's do it. Okay, this this one. Um, you you live by right now. You've had eleven up ten episodes of this. Um, <laughs> this one is uh, a little different in that it's about a group, but because most of the group don't have pages on the wiki, I've taken two members um, of this group, and they go by two names, except either name. Um, so this first person, they're both actors. This first person went on a date with Martha Jones, and the eighth doctor took someone with this person's name for a spin in the TARDIS one time. The second person, also an actor, um, they exist in the Doctor Who universe. Captain Jack used them as a way of explaining the character that this person played was fictional. Now, I will... Um, Group of people. Accept, yeah, I'll accept either either actor or an actor who's in this group who wasn't mentioned, or I'll accept the group of people, that their name, either either of their names. They, they have a very infamous moniker that they've since... Uh, put to one side and replaced with a different different name. So wait, let me get this. A group of actors with a very infamous moniker. Yeah, so that their their group name um was famous back in maybe nineties. Yeah, the nineties. Um oh I was gonna guess the rat then, pack. No, since then they've changed their name to something that's a little more palatable but still kind of annoying. Um they they were heart uh they well they kind of st- well, well are they still heartthrobs they were heartthrobs at the time um they were young Brat in the nineties uh not the brat pack um uh, these people um one of them uh is an academy award winner Jesus um, you just who who won some would say won a kind of makeup. Oscar for okay. That's for DiCaprio. You're talking about DiCaprio. I'm talking about DiCaprio. Um, well, but that's the Brad Pack, isn't it? N- no, there's a different name for them. Um, it involves a part of the human body 
Um, the pussy posse. Oh, the pussy posse. Oh <laughs> pussy god, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot <laughs> about the pussy posse. Uh, the, other, the other person was Toby McGuire, who Jack used to explain that Spider Man wasn't real. Um, but we all know Spider Man's real. So yeah. the, the one was going up there. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear. So Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio went on a date with Martha Jones? Yep. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear about uh, scary people wearing masks and uh, animal related things, if anyone, they, have, they go by the wolf pack now, apparently. Apparently, they go. They make wolf noises when they're on nights out. Why are they uh, still a thing? Because <laughs> they're they're middle aged men. You don't know any better. Um, but if you want to hear about people uh, wearing masks to scare people and animal related stuff, um, and more, uh, you can go to Friendly Mushroom with your heavy metal, which is what Scooby Doo. Um, what else can they hear? They can also hear Full Metal Analysts, a podcast covering each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, hosted by yours truly. You can find that at Friendly Mush or follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. And you can also hear about the X Files on um, The Condensed Truth. You can also hear about the X Files at The Condensed Truth. Um, well, on The Condensed Truth and in the, in the Condensed Truth as well, um, which is also there. And um, yeah. So, uh, thank you, and next time. I suppose a remark about crashing the party would be appropriate at this point. <laughs> um, the void. Uh, M- M- Michelle, do, do, do you see that? It's like a... It's oh my like, god. What, 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 it's like we're being pulled out of... Out it's, of a, a, it's a void. What, 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 ah! Ah!